Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness. And bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the reading. A reading from the Song of Solomon. The voice of my beloved. Look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig trees put forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. The word of the Lord. Three portions of Psalm 45 is printed in your bulletin. My heart is stirring with a noble song. Let me recite what I have passion for the king. My tongue shall be the pen of a skilled writer. You are the fairest of men, graceful as because God has blessed you forever. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love, righteousness, and hate, inequity. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness and sublimations. All your garments are fragrant with myrrh, aloes, and cassia, and the music of strings from ivory palaces makes you glad. Kings and daughters stand among the ladies of the court, on your right hand. A reading from the letter of James. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. 
for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves, and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they're religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The word of the Lord.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Now, when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribe asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with, their, with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human traditions. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There's nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out of what defiles. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, sensuousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you. In the name of God who creates life, in the name of the Savior who loves life, in the name of the Spirit who is the fire of life, amen. The first 10 years or so of my career was spent at the line level in public safety. I spent time as a patrol officer, transporting prisoners, staffing emergency operations centers, and answering 911 calls. Now in this profession, you learn early on to put your trust in two things, your training and your SOP, your standard operating policy. These are the safety nets that keep you out of trouble. Training instills how to act in certain situations, and the SOP, well, those are the rules. Designed to protect you, 
department, those you work with, as long as you adhere to them closely. In fact, it wasn't uncommon when you asked a question of your FTO, your training officer, say, well, what does the SOP have to say? Not following the SOP can result in dis disciplinary action, termination, lawsuits, or a lot worse. Rules in a public safety agency are not unlike any, other, any of the other codified rules we run into in our daily life. Generally, they're meant to keep us and others safe. The intent is to protect, to insulate, to guard. I was fortunate in the early stages of my career to have a good mentor. He instilled in me a deep appreciation for these things that could protect me and shared a tremendous nugget of wisdom. Following the rules will not lead you to do what is right. That comes from the heart. He told the story of a call he was sent on when he was a sergeant. He and his partner, a rookie just out of the academy who had the SOP memorized, were dispatched to the home of an elderly woman suffering from dementia. When they arrived, they asked the standard question. What's the problem, ma'am? She told them that she believed her house to be possessed by demons. Now granted, this is not a situation that a police officer has many tools to fix. The SOP was clear on these type of calls, though. If she was a threat to herself or others, a psychiatric hold could be requested. But if she was no threat, they didn't have to do anything talk with her, and go on their way. She went into great detail about her fears of her house being possessed. My mentor said, all we could do was try to get her to let go of the fears and then do appropriate follow-up. His approach, while perhaps not the best and definitely not by the book, did allow her to regain some sense of peace. He fell back on his experience with the church and the fact that he was fluent in Latin helped. And using a bit of cardboard to fashion a cross, he got some water and handed a perplexed and confused rookie a candle to carry. They set about to do an exorcism on the house. <laughs> they went from room to room. They prayed, they blessed, and as far as everyone there was concerned, they chased out every last demon. He took a moment to pray with the woman, gave her his business card, said if she needed anything to please feel free to call. And he and the rookie went back on patrol. He told me that the rules were clear on what they should have done, but he knew in his heart that doing nothing was not right. She was not a threat to herself or others, and clearly she was concerned, she was afraid. He had to at least try and leave her in peace, not afraid of her own home. It worked. She called him many times over the following weeks to thank him. He checked on her occasionally while out on patrol, and two rookies learned that beyond adherence to rules is bringing goodness out of the heart to share with others. In today's gospel reading, we hear the Pharisees admonish Jesus and his followers for breaking the traditions, the rules, the 
law. It's easy for us to look at the Pharisees and the importance placed on the law and think, oh, those self-righteous hypocrites. But we must remember that the law was originally a gift from God to provide order to the community for God's glory. This law was meant to serve as a beacon to others from a righteous people. Over time, the law became a lot like an SOP. The intent of adhering to the law moved from glory being given to God to using the law as protection. It became a wall built around a people to protect them from others. The law became a source to exclude and marginalize. And we falsely believe that strict adherence to it will keep us clean and righteous, while breaking it makes us a threat and separated from the community. We can picture ourselves with Jesus that day, with his followers enjoying a meal in all of our unwashedness. Suddenly the Pharisees arrive and see us, Jesus and his followers. We are a threat to the God-given law and to the precarious position God's people have in first century Palestine. They chastise Jesus and us, the unwashed, the defiled, for breaking God's law. But is it God's law that we have broken? When the law stops glorifying God and only serves people, is it still God's law? Rules and laws are twisted all the time to serve human desires and needs. The warping of law may serve to isolate a group, preserve the power of a few, and permit harm to come to those on the fringe or make it excusable and acceptable to act contrary to the will of God. We see this throughout history and around us today. As Jesus stands up to the Pharisees and again reminds them of the warnings given by the prophets, we easily see ourselves cheering him on until we realize that we too can fall to the same sin as the Pharisees. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It isn't only the Pharisees that can turn to empty worship. Each of us can recall a time when our heart was far from God and we uttered the empty words of praise. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. As our hearts move away from God, our empty words lead us away from God's commandments. What leads us away from a law that glorifies God to laws that glorify people? The heart. The heart, as Jesus said, is where evil intention comes from. When our heart turns away from God, it opens up to the evil that feeds laws that go against God's commandment to love God, to love one another. We cannot lose sight that all the evil Jesus names that comes from the human heart are acts that involve others, perpetrated against our neighbor, acted out on those created 
in the image of God. It is when the evil heart takes hold that the law cannot glorify God. Every day we find ourselves surrounded by examples of the evil Jesus names. And likely, more often than we care to admit, we too bring forth something dark from the recesses of our heart. A few weeks ago, I was out for lunch with a colleague. We were leaving the restaurant, and as we were heading down the lane, a car came towards us going very clearly the wrong way, and a standoff kind of resulted. The other driver, who technically may have been in the wrong, decided just to keep pushing forward, and the situation quickly got awkward and ugly. My colleague who was driving let go with a slew of obscenities and kept trying to get the other driver to uh, back up. It was quite stunning that the reaction from the other driver was them rolling down their window to say, God bless you. <laughs> the embarrassment from this exchange lingered the rest of the afternoon. Eventually, my colleague came to me and said, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry about what happened. I, I was wrong, and I shouldn't have said those things. He didn't excuse any part of what he did. Granted, the apology should have been given to the other driver, but I realized that it was a confession of sorts that had to be heard. He took ownership of the wrong that came from his heart. Each one of us can think of a time when we too found that ugliness in our heart. Instead of taking it to God, we let it out to share with the world and those around us. Even when no one is around to hear it. Think when you're on the highway in the passing lane and somebody's going below the speed limit. Sometimes that sort of anger emerges. But it brings out something that you know is not right. Jesus tells us clearly, all these evil things come from within, and they defile the person. He does not tell us that some of us are exempt from this. We are all guilty. Of the many images of Jesus, one that I love the most is the image of Jesus as advocate. The idea that as we come to know and love Christ, he takes our, to God our plea, our condition, our soul, our very being, and says, I love this person. I love at your name. Christ takes all of our brokenness to God and proclaims a love for us as though we were the only person on earth. There is no expectation that we must go to Jesus clean, righteous, sin-free, or worthy of sainthood. We just dined with him in all of our unwashedness. He accepts that. As we grow as followers of Christ, we find that God takes some of the darkness from our heart and adds some love. Love for one another. Love for God. But we still have to address those times when we let the darkness in. The Scottish theologian George MacLeod had an interesting way of describing many things, including the church. He said about the church, we should tell the outsider that the church is not composed of people who think they are good, 
In actual fact, it is composed of people who happen to know we are bad, that we ourselves bear some responsibility for the selfishness that is ruining the world. My sisters and brothers in Christ, we are here because we, those ragged, unwashed followers of Jesus, need our hearts to be filled with God's love. We recognize the evil that inflicts the world, and more so where it comes from. Now, I do find it a little bit of, a bit of irony in that we find ourselves in a tradition where it is easy to rest on the way we've always done things. Plenty of human-made rules and no shortage of ritual and routine. But it can only serve God when our hearts are directed to God's glory. Without our hearts in the right place, it becomes empty. McLeod continued his description of the church. We go to church every Sunday to say openly and to anyone who will listen that we are sinners and might as well just be blotted out, but also to claim forgiveness and to declare our faith that we can start again together in Christ, cleansed and empowered. We cannot address the darkness in our hearts through the rules and tradition alone. We must have Christ. As we prepare more room in our heart for Jesus, there is less room for darkness, that evil that the world already has too much of. We then find ourselves equipped to bring peace to those who are afraid, love to those on the margins, justice to those who are victim to evil, and forgiveness to our sisters and brothers who find the darkness in their hearts. May Jesus fill all of our hearts with a love that surpasses all understanding, so that no trace of darkness comes forth. Amen. stand as we affirm our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate for the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the 
Let the words of our mouths express the thoughts of our hearts, O God. As we offer to your divine compassion the needs of the world, praying, let our hearts be conformed to your purpose and grant us your blessing. Gracious God, you have given birth to your church by your word of truth and raised us as the first fruits of your creatures. Grant that we may be doers of your word and not merely hearers. Share in your reconciling work throughout the world. Let our hearts be conformed to your purpose. <laughs> Almighty One, help our leaders to carry our scepter of righteousness in order to create justice and peace. Care for orphans and widows and remove the stains that pollute your creation. Let our hearts be conformed to your purpose. Ever-present God, guide us in the work we do, that we may do it not for self alone, but for the common good. And as we seek a proper return for our own labor, make us mindful of the needs and aspirations of other workers and arouse our concern for those who are out of work. Let our hearts be conformed to your purpose. Loving God, as we intercede for your community, inspire us to resist human traditions that divide rather than unite. That we may be faithfully, that we may faithfully follow your perfect law of liberty. We especially pray for those on our parish prayer list and those we name now. Let our hearts be conformed to your purpose. Eternal God, welcome into your divine heart those who have died, especially Jack Taylor and John McCain. Let our hearts be conformed to your purpose. Holy and eternal one, you lead us through your word, Jesus Christ, who taught us to obey your commandments by loving you, and by loving our neighbors as ourselves. Purify our hearts, that we may be instruments of your reconciliation and peace, in the power of your Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you, thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we have to repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may walk in your will, and walk in your ways, to the glory of your Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep us in eternal life. Amen. We stand. May the peace of the Lord be with you always.
Good morning. Please be seated. Welcome to St. John's on this beautiful September morning. It's hard to believe that summer is already over. So I'd like to welcome newcomers, people who are here for the first time, or maybe you haven't been here in a while. Please feel free to fill out that little card hanging in the pew in front of you and put it in the offering plate, and I will be in touch. This is our last of our summer services. And so next Sunday, we go back to our program year where we have the 8 a.m. service and then we have our 10.30 service. And to kick off the year in a fantastic way, we're having our third annual block party. And so for the last several months, a lot of people have been working together to make this celebration available, not just for those inside the walls of St. John's, but also outside the walls as we reach out to our community and be that loving presence to one another, even with those we don't know, especially with those we don't know. The 1030 service will be outside in the corner of Highland Street and Farmington Avenue, as we did last year. We'll also have the Hartford Steel Band there providing music. Immediately after the service, we have food, we have games, the bouncy house, all sorts of things. So it's a wonderful opportunity to celebrate our community, our larger community, build those relationships. So invite a friend, plan to come. If you would like to volunteer and be a part of this, all the better, and you would enjoy it that much more. Also a lot of music from even our own parishioners who are very musically gifted. So all the way around, it's a bonus. Look in the back of your bulletin, all the information is there. Also, because it is the fall, we have a lot of produce. We have squash and tomatoes in our community garden. And we are in need uh, of a parishioner, a couple parishioners, to come forward and help on Tuesday mornings. We are asking our parishioners, if you have extra from your garden, to come and share, and they have. So we have lots of wonderful produce to give away in our community. Tuesday mornings, beginning about 9.30 to help wash and collect, and then we have a table out in the corner again, Highland Street and Farmington Avenue. It's a wonderful way, again, to meet people as they walk by. It's not just about giving food away, it's about being that loving presence. And overall, people are so grateful. So it's a great opportunity to really practice our faith in the most tangible and important way. Also, just one last word, we are continuing to interview candidates for our position director of religious education. As I said in a letter I sent out not too long ago by the wardens and myself and the committee, uh, we have things in place even if we don't hire someone by the beginning of the program year. So rest assured uh, that is taken care of. It's also an opportunity for you to volunteer and be a part of this wonderful formation of our children here in the parish. We have some very promising candidates lined up, so I'm very excited and very encouraged about this. So please continue to pray for the discernment of the committee and all of us as we work forward to be that community God has called us to be. We have healing ministers available by the font during communion if you would like a blessing for yourself or for someone else. And also I wanna say thank you to Bill and Hope Beacons. They held the boat down while I was gone away on vacation and so it was a lovely time to be with family but also, it was great comfort to know that you all in very, very good hands with my esteemed colleagues and with a fabulous staff. So that I give thanks to everyone. 
So wherever you are on this spiritual journey, whatever you may be struggling with, know that you are welcome to come forward, to receive the body and blood of Christ, the bread and the wine that we need to hold us, to feed our souls, to be able to go out into the world. So walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your heart by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us to serve the sacrament of his body. Send us now into the world of peace, and strength and courage, love to serve you, and gladness to sing in this through Christ our Lord. Life is short, and we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Mm -hmm.